Welcome to the Opportunity Podcast, episode number 32. Hope you're doing great. Happy Opportunity Day. I've got an awesome, awesome podcast for you today with a fire guest, Ely Howie, or better known as Ely Magic. What's going on? How you doing, man? Really happy to be here. How you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. Doing awesome, and um, really excited to have you on the podcast. And uh, I found Ely through um, a friend. Actually, I think you followed me on Instagram. I don't know, might have been a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I looked at your profile. I was like, I got to get this guy on the podcast. <laughs> I'm happy you uh, DM me back and stuff. That was cool. So, yeah. Cool. So, um, Ely, you're a magician. You're 18, 18 years old. Is that correct? Yes, I'm 18 years old. Magician. You have um, traveled all over the world, correct? Correct. And um, you said you do like 250 shows a year. Is that right? That is about it, yeah. 250. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's hard work. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so how did you get into magic, man? Tell me the – or tell me where are you from? Where are you from originally? So I was born in Brooklyn, Ohio, and then I moved to Columbia Station, Ohio, when I was four years old. So that's where I went to school. Like my whole life is Columbia schools. And where is that? Where is Columbia it's Station? right by Strongsville, okay. actually. So it's about 30 minutes from Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So you – Basically, kind of grown up in Cleveland, a little Cleveland oh, yeah. area ish. Oh yeah, always going to games and stuff. Cavs games. <laughs> you Browns big Cavs games. fan? Oh yeah, big Cleveland fan. Yeah, sure. I I grew up in South of Columbus, and I am a I I can't I'm not afraid to admit it, but I'm a I'm a Fairweather Browns fan. Yeah. Because I didn't grow up here, so I don't have to like the Browns. It's all good. But yeah. now that they're good, I'm like, yeah, I'm a Browns fan. I am a so. Browns fan now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got Odell. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So you um. So when did you start? So you grew up um, in Columbia Station, uh, and then when did you start doing magic? When, I started I when I was uh, when I was four years old. So it was right when we moved to Columbia Station, and uh, it was right before kindergarten. My mom, she bought me a magic kit. It was like a small tin can. It was purple, and inside the tin can was like magic wand some string a deck of cards some balls some cups um and i would show the people in my family which were adults uh, magic and they would you know act like it was the most incredible thing they've ever seen <laughs> which is what you would do to any four-year-old really and it uh it boosted my confidence like crazy and because of that i decided that you know maybe this is something i want to do for the rest of my life and wow. i just kept practicing and practicing and practicing until i got actually really good and my parents and family didn't have to lie to me okay so yeah <laughs> to lie to you yeah that's funny well, i'm sure they weren't lying but i mean sure they were it. just they were just being nice yeah they're just being real nice and uh well, that's crazy that yeah. at four years old you had that seed, seed of a dream sowed inside you at four years old. That's yeah. amazing. It is weird, and my family really didn't understand it, that, you know, as I grew up, magic's what I wanted to do. They didn't understand that fully Yeah. until later on. You Did know? they just not get that you, like, this is what you really wanted to do, or that you, they didn't understand that you could actually make a career doing it, or? Well, imagine this, like, it could be with anything. It's like... My parents, they are very like traditional. They're from Lebanon. They wanted me to do, uh, they wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. And uh, so imagine you give your kid, you know, a soccer ball and you want them to be a doctor or a lawyer or something when they grow up. 
But them at four years old playing with the soccer ball, they just realize in their head at that young of an age, like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And then your parents are like, what the heck? <laughs> Why did I give you this soccer I ball? Get, I, just, I just started this monster. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. they didn't really understand it. They were like, this is just supposed to be a little gift. But he's always saving up his money, going to Drug Mart or CVS and buying decks of cards and trying to learn new things and freak us out. You know, my mom would be like, where's the floss? And I'd <laughs> say my neck and stuff. I'm like, yeah. ah, look at that. And she'd be mad at me. <laughs> like, I use that to floss my teeth. No, oh, it's in I your guess. neck. You know, but <laughs> it's just like stuff like that. Yeah. So. That's cool. I think that um, what's interesting is that a lot of people have a dream sewed in them at a young age. Yeah. But they don't have the courage to pursue it because their parents do say you need to be a lawyer, you need to be a doctor. Right. And so instead, they shove that dream down. It's not even their parents, it's teachers. It's teachers in schools. My mom is a school teacher, and, you know, I couldn't do what she does. All respect to, to teachers and all that. Um, but it really is just adults, uh, mostly, who will tell you you can't. I mean, I had a teacher who once told me, like, you know, they were going around in class asking about, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? And I said, magician. And they were like, ha let's let's do a real job now. Come on. <laughs> you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Like, that was something a teacher said to me. Like, that's not how it's supposed to go, you know. And the same with my parents, you know. You know, let's talk about magic when you uh, bring home a check or something. You know, they didn't really understand it. Yeah. You know, they didn't think it's a real job, you know. And uh, they How do did now. You overcome that? <laughs> How did you overcome that doubt? How did you push through that and say, you know what, as this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it, whether people, adults, say I can't, shouldn't, you know, et cetera. How did you push through that? I mean, that's always going to happen. So, like, it happened with me so much. It happened with friends at school. And, like, you know, what are you doing? Why do magic? You know, you're crazy, dude. And, uh, how I pushed through that is I really did just uh, continue to set goals for myself and continue to just dream harder. Like, I saw things actually happening. Mm -hmm. So at first it was like, I want to impress somebody with a magic trick. That was like my first goal. Yeah. And it was a girl. And it was in middle school, and I impressed this girl, and she freaked out, you know. So <laughs> I was like, this is sweet. Do you remember the trick that you did for her? I do not remember the trick. Uh, yeah, I do remember the trick, actually. Okay. I do. It was cool. a car trick. All right. Yeah, I do remember exactly what trick I did. Um, because I remember this because I did, after that, I set another goal for myself. And it was to do that same trick for an entire classroom. Okay. And I remember this trick because I did the trick for my entire class. The teacher let me do it during homeroom in the morning. It was still middle school. And I totally, totally messed it up. Butchered it. And everybody in the classroom laughed at me. Yeah. And, uh... The teacher was like, don't worry, that's the last time he'll show magic in this classroom. <laughs> Did that discourage you? Yeah, and I was like, I was like, wow, um, I'm never going to let that happen again. So okay. I just went home and practiced harder. So instead of quitting, you decided to practice harder. Huh? Yeah, because, yeah. you know, I saw how that girl reacted. I saw how my family started reacting to magic, and I just wanted to keep on pushing, pushing, pushing. It was never really about money. But I will be honest, it was always about like something greater than money. It was probably like about girls, about like <laughs> success. You know, I wanted yeah. to just be like, it really was like I wanted to be known. I wasn't always the cool kid in, in middle school and stuff. So I always wanted to be like, oh, that's the magic guy. And it's yeah. crazy now 
you know, nowadays people like stop me. They're like, yeah, you're the magic it. guy. And I'm like, this is sick. <laughs> yeah. It, that, that hard work really did pay off in uh-huh. the end. Yeah. And it, and it was never like thought of. I never thought like all this work I'm doing is one day going to be huge. And, it, and still to this day, I'm working even harder. I'm pushing 10 times harder than I've ever pushed in my life. Even when I was a kid, I'm pushing harder than I was as a kid mm-hmm. because I'm not even like 10% of what I want to be. Is that why you're pushing that hard or yeah, is there I'm another pushing, motivation? That's exactly why. I want to I wanna literally rule the world of magic. Like, wow. Like, when I, like, what do you think of when you think magic? Who do you think of generally? Like, really? What's that guy's name? Um, I, for, I can't remember his name, but he um, – the guy that like – I don't even know that it's considered magic, maybe illusion. Yeah. What's his, you know? Chris Angel. Chris Angel, yeah. That's who I think of. <laughs> so, yeah, Chris like Angel. But not being able to breathe for like classic, 10 minutes. More classic. Like more classic than like modern day. Who do you think of when you think magic? Like Houdini, right? Okay. Houdini, Harry Houdini. Like people always generalize magic with Harry Houdini. And I just want to wipe that guy off the earth, like with his name. Like my name, that's what I want. I want wow. people to generalize magic with. Like, when you hear the word magic, you think of my name, Ely Magic. You know what I mean? That's my <laughs> yeah. goal because growing up, you people are like, oh, Harry Houdini, that's the magic. You know, he he used to put himself in, like, milk cartons and stuff. You know, that's what they think of when they people hear magic. They think of David Blaine, mm-hmm. Harry Houdini, Chris Angel, David Copperfield, um, all these guys, and I just want to wipe all their names off. Like, you know, I love them. They're inspirational to so many magicians, but, like, truly my goal is bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Wow. I'm selfish like that, I guess. Well, I mean, I think you. you I, have big, I have big aspirations. You know, yeah. I have big dreams, and uh, I'm going to make them come true. I'm just working ten times harder than I've ever worked in my life Yeah. for this dream. That's awesome. Now, um, what do your parents say now? Are they still pushing <laughs> to be a lawyer? Or are they? Or are they're they like, like, oh wow, this is like, because I mean, you're, I mean, this isn't, this isn't a fun thing. I mean, this is legit. I mean, no, if someone says it. something, my parents defend my name. Really? Like if someone says like, why is your son doing magic? Now they're all like, get off his back. He's dope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what my mom and dad do now. They they do want me to stay in college and stuff. So they they do want you know they think education is still very important and all that. And I definitely agree with them. Um, but they. Uh, they're just they want the safe path for me as always as all parents do they want the safe path and uh i'm just going to show them too i think that's also one of the goals you know i mean there's so many goals of why i'm working so hard to accomplish these dreams and that's definitely one of them is to show you know to make my parents uh feel like they're satisfied now like they're safe yeah so i don't want them to have to worry about me anymore you know what i mean i don't want them to have to stay awake at night thinking you know is this is this dream ever gonna end? Yeah. You know, I hope I hope Ely accomplishes this goal. I want to accomplish it so they can, you know, be nice and go back to bed. And, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> so, so, has there been a time though um, that you that you wanted to that you wanted to quit? Um. Never, like, for, like, not really, but uh, there's always been, like, thoughts in my head since I was younger, you know. But that's always this, the adults telling me I couldn't, like, adults saying, like, you know, you got to really think, even guidance counselors at school, you know, you you really got to think about your future here. 
and your grades are really important too. I think you need to lay off this magic stuff a bit and uh, concentrate on school a little more. And, you know, I, I never listened to them, but there was always that thought in the back of my head, like, am I going down the right path? Mm-hmm. You know, this scare it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. It's like, unknown. Doing what you yeah. love is probably the scariest thing someone can do. Why, why do you think that is? Because it's such a risk. It's just like being an entrepreneur. It's all that stuff. It's a huge risk to do what you love because most of the time what you love to do is hard to make a profit out of. Mm. But the problem is, and this is something I realized, and I realized as young, like at a younger age, probably around 14, 15, and that's that I realized you don't need to make money um, to feel satisfied. You don't need to be happy. I used to do magic shows for free, and then I used to do it for like $50. And now, obviously, it's way more than that. But I started at a small, and I'm talking $50 for like four hours wow. of strolling wow. around, walking around. Not like $50 for half an hour. No, it was like four hours of hard work, you know, showing different tricks to different people. It's it's a struggle, you know, and and the problem is people are, they get scared and then they quit. That's the thing. They get scared and they just stop. What do you think they get scared of? They get scared that they're not making money and they get scared that things are not going their way. And sometimes it doesn't go your way. I mean, so many times magic hasn't gone my way. Mm-hmm. Right. What, what, what were one of those times that it didn't go your way? I mean, it really, now obviously it's all coming together really nicely. But starting, like knowing that I was going to do this professionally as a teenager, like 14, 15 years old, it was hard um, because, you know, these shows weren't paying anything. Um, I, I didn't have the money to buy new material mm. to do more magic. I wanted to do new tricks, but I didn't have the funds to do it. And it was confusing to me because I'm like, how do I accomplish these dreams if I don't have money? So it really was like, I don't know if I'm going down the right path. That thought, you know, going in my head, going in my head. But uh, that's when magic wasn't going my way mm. with uh, that stuff. And also with crowds, you know, I didn't get the bigger crowds that I wanted all the time. But that was just me. People look at that and they're like, dude, you were still doing it. And that's the thing, like, Right now, that's me being not satisfied, as always. I'm always not satisfied. It's like a disease I have. I'm not satisfied. And I think that's, like, one way to, like, stop being scared of doing what you love is not being satisfied with something. Mm. Because if you're not satisfied, then you literally can do whatever you want. Because you're you're not – like, if you're not satisfied about something, you're going to keep pushing pushing ten times harder each time no matter where you're at. I don't think I'll ever be satisfied either. Even if my parents are lying at home sleeping, happy, you know, my son made it, I, I don't think I'll ever be satisfied. I don't think you should. I, I think be. it's crazy to be satisfied. I think, you know, there's a difference between being grateful and content and being satisfied. Right. I think people mix that up where they go, well, when is it, when is it going to be enough? And it's like it's not a matter of being enough. It's enough right now. Like I'm grateful for what I have right now, but it doesn't mean I can't 
achieve more. Right. And, you know, the minute that you get complacent, the minute that you stop pushing is the minute that you stop growing. And if you're not growing, you're automatically dying. And yep. you're going back. If you're not going forward, you're going backwards. There is no plateau in life. I, I mean, there is. I a, haven't posted a picture on my social media, on Instagram specifically, for about five days now and lost 1,500 followers. Why is that? Why do you think that it will? Just what you're saying right there. If you're not pushing, if you're not putting all that effort in, if you're not yeah. putting content out, no one's going to follow you. No one's going to, they're going to lose interest. Wow. And I just saw that today and I was like, whoa, that's a lot. And you know, you look at like The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, he doesn't post a picture for one day. He loses like 4 million people. 4 million. That's bigger than this entire city we're in right now. That's crazy. 4 million people. And we're talking about The Rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 4 million people. And I, right there with the not satisfied part, I lose. 1500 people and I'm like oh my gosh I need to step on my game I'm about yeah. to post three pictures today you know what I mean seriously <laughs> yeah yeah it's like if you're not putting out content people lose interest seriously right and it's bad you got to put out content yeah it doesn't have to be a massive amount but you should stay consistent and so, right yeah so what do you what would you what would you um what kind of advice would you give to a a young person or really anybody because I think that this is what I, this is my belief. Actually, this isn't my belief. This is the truth. Yeah. Um, the dream that you're supposed to pursue is the dream that you're afraid to tell everybody about. A dream that, you know, you're, it sounds crazy, sounds ludicrous, sounds audacious. Like that's the one you're supposed to achieve. The one that scares you. The one that, you know, when you tell somebody, they're going to be like, wow, dude, that's stupid. That's yeah. crazy. Like that's, that's when you know that's it. And what would you get, what kind of advice would you give to somebody, whether it be a young person or somebody in their 30s, 40s, or even in their 20s, that knows, that has that kind of ticking and knows, hey, I want to do, do this, whatever, be what they love or that dream that they've had. What kind of advice would you give them that haven't, maybe haven't started to pursue it or is just afraid? What, what advice would you give them? So people are going to beat you down, like for real. Especially if you tell people your ideas, people will beat you down, uh, whether it be jealousy um, or they're just plain thinking that you're crazy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? People will always beat you down, no matter what. And it doesn't matter how successful you get, you're going to get beat down all the time. So the thing is, with all that, is that I think the best thing that I could offer for somebody at a young age or any age specifically is just do it for you. Don't do it for your parents. Don't do it for your friends. Don't do it for anyone else. If you have a dream, accomplish it for you. Mm. That's it. Only you. Just you. And your goals. Okay? Mm -hmm. So if, if your goal is to become very wealthy and successful just so you can have a family and kids, that's still just for you. That's your goal for you, not your family or your kids. That's your own goal. Mm -hmm. You want to have kids and a family one day. Mm -hmm. So work for that goal. Don't let anyone, you know, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. People are always going to say no. People are always going to say you can't. Right. They're going to say those two words, can't and no. But let that motivate you. Let that be used as fuel, mm -hmm. you know, in order to accomplish your dreams. Because there's only one way to do it, and that's your way. Right. So... 
Well, I think it's powerful, man, because I think most people live their life for others. And I'm not talking about selflessness versus selfishness or, you know, whatever. I'm talking about most people do the things that do the things in their life to please the expectations or that other, other people. people have or yeah. what they, they do something because they 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 think this people will accept this. So they're going to they're not going to shoot for the moon. Right. Yep. They're not going to shoot for this big dream because they know people won't accept it. So they're going to say my dream is this and that's what they're going to pursue yep. when really their potential is up here. Yeah, and, absolutely. And so um, I think that's powerful because um, like for me, man, I was 24 years old. I was um, in medical sales at the time. I was a college dropout only four years before that. I dropped out of college and, you know, I was making pretty good money for a 24 year old and I was living the world, society, my parents, <laughs> my friends' expectations of me. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, and in fact, I, I had actually exceeded them because I was a college dropout. Yeah. So, like, they had done way better than what they had thought. So they it's were like, crazy. wow, dude, you're like doing great. And He's here I am it. like depressed because I'm not chasing my real dream yeah. that I know that I had since I was 15. You know, Absolutely. my dream since I was 15 was to be a motivational speaker, to be an author. But I was afraid to tell people this because, because I was afraid of what they would think. I knew they wouldn't accept it. Yeah. And so I lowered it down to, well, I'm just going to be a medical sales rep because I know people will accept that. And in fact, I'll look good in some people's eyes. For, for my age, you know, I'll look good. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people do. They, they, they lower um, their dreams just above what people might ex- expect. So they, they think that they're doing well. But in yeah. the end, you never, you never feel good. No, you don't. It, that's like so huge um, that that's a big thing about depression too. You know, if, if you're not really living that dream, a lot of people get sad about mm-hmm. that. You know, and it, and they're living other people. They're living out other people's dreams. For instance, right. like I know people, I know friends who are living out their parents' dreams. Their parents' dreams. I have friends who are very famous and very successful, and they don't even love what they do. Mm. They rather they rather be something traditional. They rather work in a cubicle than do what they do. They'd rather not DJ, they'd rather not sing, you know, they'd rather not do what they're doing right now. But because their parents put them in that position, that's what they're doing now. Wow. They don't want to live that dream, which is so sad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People, so many people are living out their parents' dreams. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to me. I, 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 I can't imagine living a life like that. And that's, that's, that's the point of this podcast. That's the point of what I do is like, you know, I, I'm not talking about clinical depression. I'm just talking about being depressed. I'm talking yeah. about like you have your you have a good life, but it's not the life that you were put here for. Like, right. dude, you were meant to be a mad magician, man. Dude, yeah. that's what you're meant to do. That's how you're gonna inspire people. That's how you're gonna impact the world. That's how you're gonna help kids, help you know people by chasing your dream of being a magician and chasing these dreams within being a magician. That's the greatest impact you can make because Absolutely. you're also like. Whether you admit this or not, I don't know if we have never, you know, really had a significant conversation outside of this podcast, but it's something that you, it's a gift. Like you have a gift for this. It is a gift. You know? I agree. And everybody's got a gift though. Yeah. Everybody's good at something. And but the the place that you can provide the most value is within magic because you're good at. It. And you can provide the most value to people if you go all in on that thing. You know what I think my gift is? I think my gift is that I never gave up 
that was my gift, never giving up. I, it, it's always been something inside me where it's like, don't give up, don't mm-hmm. give up. And the thing is, I could probably be good at everything. And I'm not just saying that. I, I'm saying this about everybody who's listening to this. Like, if you, if you want to literally do anything in this world, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you want to be a construction worker, if you want to be this, if you want to be that, you could do it no matter what. If you want to be a professional NFL player, I believe you can do it. Here's the thing. I wasn't born a great magician. I wasn't born a good magician. You know what I mean? But how I became so good at magic is that I put in the work and I just practiced every day so hard for so long and continued to upgrade my equipment, continued to just really upgrade my whole arsenal with magic Mm -hmm. and just practice, practice, practice. I mean, you're not born anything. You're born with a clean slate. Mm -hmm. So people that want to be the president of the United States, if you want to do that, just practice what you're doing. Practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do yeah. do the work. That's the thing. Yeah. I was born with that gift of don't quit. I think that's there's always been something in the back of my head that said don't quit. Mm-hmm. That was my gift. Don't quit, Ely. Don't quit. They're laughing at you right now. But really, a few years, you're be on top of the world. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I loved magic. I just loved the reaction I got. Yeah. From other people, I loved that this could be used as an inspirational platform for so many people. So I really practiced it, and then magic became my gift. You know yeah. what I mean? And when I say gift, I'm not saying that like, you know, that's not um, not recognizing the hard work. Yeah, it's that there is something that like when you saw it, when you saw magic, it clicked. Yeah, there was something that like you know, hit it for you. Whereas like, you know, soccer didn't hit it for you or, you know, maybe even music or whatever, like, but that hit it for you at a young age. And it was just like, you know, so, um, when I say gift, it's not necessary because I think everybody is born, everybody is born below average at most things, but they're born above average at one or two things. No, you're right. That's true. And they, and, whatever that is it's not that they're great at it at the start like tiger woods didn't he wasn't you know born great at golf sports is like the perfect example actually that's the perfect example i mean look at lebron james man you know he was born but if he didn't put all that effort in you know i mean the dude's massive right (laughs) but obviously he was born for something more than accounting you know what i mean like can you imagine lebron james at a bank desk you know just like Doing your paperwork, no way. Dude's huge, but he worked to like be that talented at basketball. Right. So that's like, right there is what you're talking about. That gift that like obviously he was born a little above average <laughs> to yeah. be athletically awesome. You know what I mean? Right. So right. it's just really cool concept. So, so um, how do you go from having a dream to living it? Or how did you go from having a dream of being a magician to now living, uh, living that dream? Really, I just, uh, I just did it. I mean, <laughs> I always had the dream. The thing is, the difference is like, I met the right people at the right time, and I networked. I had a good personality. I was nice to everybody I met, and I never lied to people I met either. Like it was always honest, 
Authenticity is huge. Like people that I met, I was just shaking their hands, big smiles. And uh, one thing led to another, you know, my dream started to come true because of the help from like, I always, what I'm trying to say is I always try to surround myself with people that are above me. Mm. So like my dreams wouldn't be possible. Anybody in, in particular? Oh yeah, all kinds of people. Especially my manager, Rick Smith Jr. That guy is someone how did you How did you meet him? So Rick is a card thrower and a magician. So he has three Guinness World Records, and he's a magician. Um, I met him because of a thing I did in high school called Sophomore Experience Day. And that's basically like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Go uh, interview or shadow someone in particular. So people that wanted to be in the medical field either shadowed their, you know, cousin who's a nurse or their friend's doctor, stuff like that. People shadowed engineers, uh, people shadowed lawyers, and uh, I shadowed a magician. <laughs> and how that came to be is I Googled local magician, and this guy came up named Rick Smith Jr. And I've never heard of this name before, mm-hmm. never heard of this name. And... I got on his website and it looked sick. I was like, this dude's doing magic all over Ohio. That's where I'm from. So I called the number on his website expecting like a secretary or something. And he picked up. And that surprised me so much. He's like, (laughs) Rick Smith Jr., what's going on? And I'm like, what? Like, is this really you? And he was like, yeah, this is is Rick. What's going on, bud? I'm like I'm a, I'm a magician too. Uh, my my high school wants me to shadow someone for a project. Are there any shows maybe I could shadow you and stuff? And he's like, Well, the show I'm doing next is in Pennsylvania. If you're willing to come up there, I'm like Pennsylvania. It's like an hour and a half. And I couldn't drive at the time. I was about 15 years old. Can't ride so my bike there. <laughs> can't ride my bike either. So I asked my aunt. Uh, my both my parents were busy at the time, and. My aunt drove me up there on my birthday, actually. It was wow. May 11th, 2016. I just turned 16. So I was talking to this guy a couple months earlier, and now I'm meeting him for the first time. And he did his show and everything, and it was sick. I saw him throw a card for the first time, and I almost lost my mind. He threw it from one end of the gym to the other, and all the kids freaked out. It was crazy. I've never seen a playing card go that far. So it was crazy. <laughs> um, after the show, we talked, and... We talked about how I got into magic and stuff and where I want to go with it. And he asked me, he's like, dude, well, you're a magician, so show me some tricks. You know, show me show me a magic trick. I showed him a trick that he just hadn't seen before. And he loved it. He loved the trick so much. He, like, looked at me after the trick was done. He's like, dude, like, you're sticking with me. I'm going to take you on tour with us. Hmm. And that was like, wow. that's how I met Rick. And And here's the crazy part. So, like, a year after this happens, I'm working with him. I'm through the agency. Everything's great. It's all just everything's working out my way. And my aunt texts me a video from 2008, and it's me on stage at the zoo in my costume. I'm an 8-year-old in my, like, ghost costume. And on stage, I'm at a magic show with a magician named Rick Smith Jr., who's literally showing me a magic trick saying my name you know was it the same guy same dude wow so eight years later i'm now on tour with this dude that's crazy isn't that wild 
and I had no idea. And I actually have the video. I just posted on my Instagram. Uh, it was like a 10-year thing, basically. I was like, 10 years ago, I'm on stage with Rick, and now I'm on a plane going to Denver, Colorado for shows with him. <laughs> That's so. crazy, man. It's the power of a dream, dude. That's the only thing I get from like you and your story uh, is just the power of a dream. Man. Yeah. And, like just having a dream and chasing it. I, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Rudy. Have you seen the movie Rudy? I've seen parts, yeah. Okay. I know that's an emotional good movie. I've heard so many good things about I it. I cry the entire movie, man. Really? It's just, dude, it's this kid, like, five foot six, like you said, if you want to be in the NFL, five foot six, 130 pounds, says, I want to play football at Notre Dame his whole life. Everybody says he can't do it. Everybody says, you know, he's too small, not smart enough, can't get into school there. He's a C, C student in high school. He's five foot six and 130 pounds, going to play for one of the top yeah. football. And, and at 22, his friend dies. Yeah. And... Um, his friend was the only one that believed in him. And literally nobody else in his life believed in him, but this friend, his friend died in a tragic accident, and he goes, all right, I'm leaving. The day of his funeral, he left, went to South Bend, and started chasing this dream, full go, and it's just this emotional movie of this kid chasing a dream, man, having the power of a dream and what that, what that can do in your life and how much that can um, motivate you in, like, how things will work out if you just move forward on that dream. Like if you just take that leap of faith, jump in that train or that bus, yep. go to South Bend and just see what the heck's going to happen. Just do it. Yeah, it's all about risk. And that's the one thing I've learned is like no risk, no reward. Like it's so huge. Like obviously don't be an idiot. You know what I mean? Like don't, mm -hmm. don't risk all your money for something you don't know you're going to win. But I think risk is huge. I've traveled – to a lot of places and most of those places was like I had no idea what I was doing there some of the time mm -hmm. like just recently I've been to New York a few times but I never really stayed in New York and I met a guy on social media that's doing really big things and I wanted to have a meeting with him and I took my buddy and we went to New York to meet this guy and uh, it was crazy because that was it I'm like 18 years old we're going to stay in the middle of New York City for a few days, have no idea what we're doing. Huge risk, just literally just like had no idea what we're doing and turned out to be like one of the greatest experiences of my life so far. Hmm. Just so much good stuff happened. Um, the meeting went well. It was just like, you know, and I learned also like traveling to meet other people is huge. Like I will travel across the world to do a podcast with someone that's willing to do a podcast with me because, and that's always, it doesn't matter how popular with magic I get. I will always go and meet people. I think like I grow off of people. I mm. went down to Atlanta to work with a guy named Robbie world. We did a huge collab that ended up going like viral, semi viral. It went crazy. It has over like probably a million views now. Wow. Yeah. On Instagram, at least, I don't know if it's on YouTube, but it was like really popular. It was like the magician who stole my girl. And I just, that was one day. I went there, flew back to Ohio. And I just did that. I DM'd him, like, listen, I'll come down right now. Let's do something. Let's wow. work. And like all these things, like all these risks, traveling and meeting other people, it's huge. Really yeah. has been good for the career. That's amazing. And it's it's being able to see it too, like beyond your circumstances, doing whatever it takes. Like, you know, people might be like, well, why would you go to, why would you go to New York and have no guarantee and spend all that money and have no guarantee of it coming back? 
Yep. It's like, dude, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, man. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to, to get where I want to go. And sometimes you have to do things that don't make sense on paper. You know, I think about that as an entrepreneur. It's like, you know, you have to, if, you're, if you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to um, run your own business and, and, and chase that dream, like you have to be willing to go anywhere and everywhere. I mean, Steve Jobs was willing to do whatever it took. Yep. He didn't care. He wasn't looking at the bottom line, how much profit I made. He's like, I'm going to go there. Yeah. I'm going to go and promote my, my new freaking laptop or whatever, or computer. Like, I'm going to go. I'm going to promote it. I'm going to go here. And because he knew in 10 years, it's you know, huge. it was going to be huge. Yeah. And that's that vision that it takes. You know, I'm not just going to look at the stupid numbers. I hate numbers because it's like we get caught up in the details versus just like doing whatever it takes. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't make any money from this podcast. I make any money. It's free. Yeah. I make no money. But I will go. I will travel five, six, seven, eight hours. You know, I to do this pot to do a podcast i'm doing five podcasts in two days and i drove three hours to do these five and it's because i know what it'll provide me i know the impact that interviewing somebody like you is going to do for people that listen and that impact is is what i'm looking for and so like you know you got to be willing to do whatever it takes and and be able to look beyond the numbers and the details and say you know what who the freak cares let's just go and do this man Mm -hmm. you know i love that about you i think it's amazing what what do you so you're not only um are you a full-time magician you have 250 plus gigs a year you travel all over the world you do this you you know um but you're also in in college we're on um the campus of cleveland state university right now and so how do you manage a part of this podcast is about how do you like maximize your day how do you get the most out of today because um, yesterday is gone. Tomorrow doesn't exist. Today is the only thing that you have. Yeah. How do you maximize today with everything that you have going College on? College is the easiest thing that I've done, I think. Um, so we, we have 24 hours in our day. Okay, we have 24 hours. I have 24 hours. You have 24 hours. That lady over there, she has 24 hours. They have 24 hours. We all have 24 hours in one day. The difference is how each person uses that 24 hours. That's the difference. So the reason I say college is so easy is because sometimes I compare my my schedule. I've actually Googled other people's schedules and looked at them and been like, holy crap. Dwayne Johnson, we've brought him up before. The Rock, dude's awesome. Mm -hmm. His schedule is sickening. It's disgusting. He gets four hours of sleep or something like that every night. That's it, four hours. He goes to the gym, he wakes up literally at three in the morning, goes to the gym, and then he goes and he showers. He showers like six times a day or something, and he goes and does a movie set. He has a meeting, he takes photos, he goes, gym, shower, meetings, you know, acting, gym. Like, and then he goes to bed. Like, what? You just did, you did more than I did in a whole week. Right. Yeah, and I'm and I'm pretty successful. He did more in one day than I do in a week. Really, that's crazy. He went to the gym six times in a day. Like what? Like that's crazy. Yeah. Same with Mark uh, Wahlberg. You know, mm-hmm. he same schedule. Like he goes to the gym. He he has meetings. He sends out emails. He does so much in one day. We it's it's what you do in your 24 hours that can make you successful. Really, mm-hmm. um, I've actually slowed down my sleeping a lot. Like. I probably get four hours myself of sleep. Hmm. Um, I go to bed around probably two in the morning. 
I wake up probably around six. Um, I do like go to bed again. So it's weird. It's like, so it's like go to bed at 2 a.m., wake up at 6 a.m. I do some emails. I do some work, do some homework, go to bed at like 11 a.m., wake up at like 12 p.m., and then I'm ready. I do the rest of my day, repeat the mm-hmm. process. Um, college, a lot of it right now is online stuff. Um, but last semester was like 18 credit hours in the university. I have to go to lectures. I yeah. There was one point where I got off a plane, Ubered to class, and got there right before the bell, basically. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, it really is just about how much you want to get done. So when it, so you say it's it's about how you spend your day. Other than the sleep schedule, how do you spend your day? Like are there certain habits, attitudes that you have throughout the day? I'm uh, I'm changing mine recently because of my boys over here, Jared and Alex. <laughs> I'm I'm changing it up. I wanna they're very fit. I recently just started doing fitness stuff. I've been eating right. I really I really wanna change my, my uh appearance, uh you know, my body wise, I really am not comfortable right now with the way I am. I don't want to be on TV looking flabby. You know what I mean? I want to be ripped looking sick. So <laughs> I want to add a couple hours of my day into, uh, I want to add a couple hours in my day of, uh, just gym stuff and, uh, working out physical activity. Actually me and my girlfriend, we made a bet kind of thing. Like if we don't do at least 30 minutes plus of physical activity every day, we're going to break up with each other. Like really, and I'm not about to jeopardize a relationship wow. for something stupid. Like I, I know for a fact I can go to the gym. I'm just so lazy. So we literally made a deal with each other, and that's that goes with drinking pop. Like we have to eat right, stuff like that. Like if she caught me drinking a pop, that's the end. No more relationship. Wow. That's how serious we are, both of us, about this fitness thing right now. Do you do you go to the extreme in like everything that you do? Like if you're gonna commit to something, do you go to the? Extreme? Yeah, I'm sick about stuff. Really, like yeah. for real. Um. It doesn't matter what it is, like if I if if I want to if I want to learn a new magic trick in less than six hours, I will lock myself in a room and not eat, drink, do anything until I'm finished with that magic mm. trick, perfecting it. Because obviously now I know how to perfect tricks pretty fast, but like learning new things and making props and making everything perfect to where. I know how this spectator is going to react. Kind of gets hard. Kind of gets challenging. I take my phone, I put it away, and I get to business. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what it comes down to is hard work. Having that focus. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Focus is huge. Um, I think that's huge in, in maximizing your day. You know, I just wrote a book called Maximize How to Make Every Day Your Masterpiece, and one of the chapters is extreme focus. It's about, like, it was funny when I, when I told you I wrote the book in four hours, you're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. If I tell the average person I wrote that book in four hours, they're like, oh, my they gosh, how out. did you write yeah. that? But you get it because you're like, I learned a new magic <laughs> trick in six hours. That's all I do. And that's exactly what I did. I, I locked myself in my basement. I turned my phone on airplane mode, and all I did was write for four hours. And it's the same thing. It's having that focus and for so good. Of time. It feels so good because then you just looked up, and you're like, dude, I just wrote a freaking book, and I still have time for lunch now. Yeah, and now I can go hang out with my family. It's like the way, this is what I figured out too. Like, so I'm big into working out and stuff as well, but I don't want to get buff. I just want to be healthy to have the energy to do the things that I want to do throughout the day. So um, I was like, okay, the average person works out for an hour a day. I was like, okay, the average person works out for an hour a day. Can I do in a half an hour what the average person does in an hour? Can I do that? Yeah. 
So I tried it and I was able to do it for the most part. So I, I was like, but if I, if I have extreme focus, I don't look at my, my social media, I don't take stupid selfies of me in the mirror, I don't, I just go and I work out for a half an hour. So okay, what can that get back to me? So if I just do that, if I cut from an hour down to a half an hour, that's two and a half hours a week. Yeah. It's not a ton of time, but it's a decent amount of time. It's like over the course of a year, that's five days. It's over five days. Over the course of a lifetime, that's a year, an entire year I get back from literally just going to, like, to the gym for a half an hour and having that extreme focus. Crazy. You get freedom. There's this book called, I know you're into reading, it's called Extreme Ownership. And um, in that book, it talks about um, discipline. Discipline equals freedom. And it's the same thing. When you have that focus, because if you can learn a magic trick in an hour, in six hours, right? Yeah. Now you have, what do you have? 18 hours left in your day that you can do other things. If you want to you know, so hang out with your more, girlfriend, yeah. if you want to do learn another magic trick, you can do it. If you just literally, all you do for six hours is learn a magic trick. It frees up the rest of your life. Yeah. Like you actually have all more freedom. Now, yeah. It's so, crazy. Um, well, sometimes it's not even a choice too, by the way. I forgot to add that. Sometimes it's, it's more of like, how do I maximize my day because I have all this other stuff to do as well? You know what I mean? Because like yeah. once you get busy, you get busy and you have to figure out your day and how everything corresponds with each other. Like today, you know what I mean? I gotta, I gotta do all kinds of stuff today. You know what I mean? I gotta change the car battery in my car. That's crazy. I gotta do all this stuff, and I gotta figure out what time I'm gonna do it and all that. And I still gotta eat and breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, and you gotta work out too. and work out, yeah. yeah. Or else you're not gonna have a girlfriend. Or no girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would free up a lot of time for me. So <laughs> I think that is so funny. <laughs> it reminds me of Gary Vaynerchuk when he goes, um, he's like, I can't do anything less than extreme. He's like, if I do something, it's all in. So he talks about how yeah. if he he um, like for periods of time he never sees his kids, and then when he sees his kids, he all he does is see his kids. Yeah, like he doesn't work. Like he'll take eight four months off of work. And all he does, he doesn't do any work at all, and he just hangs out with his kids. But when he's at, like, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, well, awesome, man. Thanks for coming on, dude. This has been awesome. I, I will tell you, man. I, I find you incredibly encouraging, um, and you know, I know for whoever listens to this podcast, they're gonna find a ton of value. And I just love talking to people and getting around people that are like unapologetically chasing their dream. Yeah. Not their parents, not their friends, not societies, but it's like. I'm going to do, I find a fascination. I was just talking to, uh, on the last podcast I, I did with, uh, with, um, this girl, her name's Brittany and she owns three businesses. She's 26 years old, also works full time. She's like just super go getter. And I was like, I have a fascination with people that just don't do what everybody else does. Like when they're, you know, there's like 90, what 90% of people do. And then there's this 10% of people that don't, I like love talking to those people yeah. because it's just fascinating. The people that choose to take a different path. And I just find you incredibly encouraging that, you know, you're chasing your dream unapologetically. And not just that to where you are right now, but it's all the things you had to go through as a kid to get there. And I think for anybody that's listening, that's the value that they're going to really take is like, man, all these, you know, all the people that doubted you, all the people that told you you shouldn't do it. I mean, that is the natural process for chasing your dreams. Right. I mean, that is what is going to happen. And if it isn't happening, then it's probably not your dream. Yeah. I mean, if everybody's like, yeah, man, dude, that makes total sense, <laughs> then, dude, it's not a dream. So yeah. um, uh, I'm excited for you, man. I know that you're um, – in what you do, you're you're incredibly inspiring to a bunch of kids. You know, I, I see this stuff on your Instagram, and 
um, you know, a lot of a lot of shows you do with like kids and stuff like that. I just think it's amazing, man. Thanks, man. Keep doing it. Keep going, man. Keep inspiring. Keep chasing your dream. Not just because of what you say inspires people, but it's because of what you do. Yeah. It's because of who you're becoming in the pursuit of this dream. Um, that's amazing. So, where can people find you uh, on social platforms? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and uh, my website. Uh, everything's Ely Magic. Ely so Magic. E L I E, and then Magic. And if you Google that or anything, you'll find everything. I mean, that's the brand, Ely Magic. So. Amazing. Well, Appreciate go follow. You. Yeah, absolutely. And go go follow this guy. Um, I promise you, he will not disappoint. And his content and everything that he puts out there is amazing. Um, thank you for tuning into the Opportunity Podcast. If you have not subscribed to the channel, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That way you get these uploaded to your account right away, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher. Um, remember that yesterday is gone, tomorrow doesn't exist, and today is all you have. Spend 0% of your time, attention, and focus on the past, 1% on the future, because you do need to have a dream, a goal, and something that you're working towards, but then spend 99% of your time, attention, and focus on today because life is experienced in the present moment. If you're always focusing on the past, then you're missing life because it's experienced in the present moment. And if you're always focusing on the future, you're missing life because it's experienced in the present moment. Let's be all in today. Let's be completely present and let's maximize our day and our life. Happy Opportunity Day. Thank you so much and love you.